0: You are an In Your Face on 3CR with James. I am joined by Bronwyn Coleman, who's the artistic director for the Anthropocene Play Company. They have a production, the world premiere, in fact, of Seven Captiva Road, which is going to be happening at Chapel Off Chapel. Bronwyn, great to chat. Great to have you back on the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much, James. It's absolutely lovely to be here.
0: It's a real coup cool, you've got this play. It's written by Andrea C- Cianivi, Um and you've got the world premier air. Tell us how you got the play, and tell us about the play. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So... I came across this play, oh, I don't want to age myself, but (laughs) some years ago um, when I was living in New York. I worked with the Labyrinth Theatre Company, which was Philip Seymour Hoffman and John Ortiz's company. It is still running today, but with different artistic directors, although I believe John Ortiz is still attached. Um, I did a show with them, and I was lucky enough to be invited to their intensive afterwards, which is this kind of summer camp they do, where they invite a bunch of artists to come upstate in New York and take over an old school camp, you know, without the children, <laughs> and, um, and seed and develop new work. And I was attached to a reading of this play, which was written by, yes, as you said, Andrea, um, who was at the time the literary manager of um, Labyrinth. And, um, yeah, we did a little reading of it and a very small development, And then it was kind of shelved because Andrea went on to achieve great things um, as a writer in Hollywood. (laughs) She's actually now executive producing and writing a new show for Netflix called The Core, which is about the don't ask, don't tell policy in the US military in the 1990s. She's shooting that in New Orleans right now, so that's going to be coming out in the next year or so probably. Um, But I guess, so I kind of never forgot this play. I always really loved it. And last year I was asked to submit an application for some funding in the city of Casey. They were running a program called New Ground Commission, um, where they were giving five artists of different stripes a little bit of money to develop a new work along the prompt Borders and Boundaries. And this play is about three generations of an Italian-American family, uh, the first generation being first-generation Americans. where this kind of it's, it's sort of a dark comedy where uh, trauma is passed down um, sort of internally um, even though things on the surface might seem to be okay there's sort of stuff kind of bubbling away underneath I felt that the play really fit the prompt and I submitted and was accepted and um, as a result we were offered some space at chapel this year so here we are.
0: It's amazing because it's set in New England in 2004 as this family prepares for the death of the matriarch. And I was thinking, well, what was happening in America in 2004? Well, the Iraq war had just started. It was about 12 months in. You had George W. Bush's presidency where there was all this stuff bubbling away beneath the surface. It's kind of created the mess that we've got now with the Republican Party. And so it's a beautiful historic drama as well around a period that was, you know, not that long ago, but it's had, has had huge effects on the current era.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's sort of interesting to work on a play that is really historic play, even though the year we're working on is 2004, <laughs> because in my mind, that's very recent history. Um, but there are, of course, members of the cast who are five in 2004, you know, so um, but yes, it was a really interesting time in American history. I mean, 9 11 had only happened a few years before, and that really changed the political landscape in America. And as you say, I reckon it sort of serves to begin this divide that is happening and, and widening more and more in American politics, where the, the right wing is kind of going further right, the left wing is going further left, and like. Um, it's very hard for people to meet in the middle, as evidenced by, if you take a look at what's happening in the Senate um, and the House over in America, like, it's just total chaos. It's very difficult for them to get anything done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So just the political, you know, machinations of 2004, does that come out in the play?
1: Um, Look, I think only, not explicitly, no. I mean, I would say there are certain stories in the play. So it's about this family. So there are different kind of stories attached to different characters. Um, One of the characters is queer and comes out or has come out in the past and is sort of still being dealt with um, in the course of the play. Um, And that, I would say, is uh, the way that it's portrayed, we can see that it's of a different time. Um, Certainly, The gender politics, I would say, are not what they are today, but there's not really an explicit addressing of, say, yeah, what was happening in the newspaper at the time.
0: But yeah. it's so interesting that you do have that queer character coming out in 2004 because that's when George W. Bush was putting, you know, all of these um suppressive, um, you know, laws on the ballot uh, to try mm. and repress uh, marriage mm. equality. So it mm. was an incredibly difficult time for someone to come out in 2004 in the US in a conservative Catholic Italian family.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that is very much the character's experience. Um It's one of the sort of sticking points of the play is like the fact that she feels she's not being accepted by her family. And then, you know, the great, the great and very painful cost of that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: So you normally direct Anthropocene's uh, productions. This time you're acting in it. And Kathy Hunt is the director. Tell us about that experience. Oh
1: yeah well it's it's wonderful to act. I love acting. Uh, when I lived in America, I lived there for fifteen years and I was in New York for about thirteen years and in that time, my job was as an actor and it's kind of only since I've come back I started teaching acting and then um, I started directing theater. Um, it's only been sort of recently that I haven't been acting like and I, I mean I guess it has been a few years, but it feels really wonderful to return to it. you know I'm also one of the producers on this show, so I can't simply relax and have a holiday and prepare a role. <laughs> I'm also hustling. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, when you're the director, it's a huge responsibility. You know, you're really responsible for everything that appears on stage, you know, so um, acting by comparison does feel, yeah, like a lovely vacation, <laughs> not and to diminish what we do as actors.
0: And there's a huge cast as well. That really struck me. It's a big cast.
1: Cast. It's funny because we're an ensemble company, which means that, yeah, we have a team, of, well, team, a crack team of actors that we um, that, that are part of the company all the time. And so when we cast a show, we draw from the company first and then any roles we can't cast, we then will, will, will find other actors who often then become members themselves. Um, and th- there's a couple of reasons we have an ensemble company. One is because I am neurodivergent and it is very wonderful for me to work with people that I know quite well. And it's, I can do either way, but it, I just do love working with people that I know well. Um, and the other reason is because we are known for using a particular technique that is an American technique that's kind of popularly called the method, where we really try to get into the psychology of the characters and really bring them to life in this very truthful and visceral way. Um, So the actors are all kind of trained in this technique. Um, And I guess like when we're choosing plays, I think I have a slight bias towards plays that have large casts (laughs) because I sort of want to give everybody a role, which is, of course, not always possible. But yeah, I think that's what I do think about.
0: I love the concept of method acting that was developed by Lee Strasberg at the Actors Studio in New York. I mean, so many great film actors have, have used that technique, including Marilyn Monroe.
1: That's right, yeah. It, yeah, it's interesting because I went to VCA film school here and when I was in film school, I was really super young. I had just finished high school and I went into this very intense course and one of the papers that I had to write had to be about kind of, you know, a practitioner in the Ruth Brando, and I think that's because deep down secretly I wanted to work as an actor. <laughs> but um, reading about him and the fact that he spent, he didn't only study at the Actor Studio, but he did spend some very formative years there working with Lee Strasberg. Um, when I graduated, I thought, I want to study there. And I actually called the studio and said... Um, do you, can I come into a summer course with you? And they said, Look, we don't offer courses like that. It's kind of not how they run. But they had a, a master's program, which I applied for and was accepted into. And then when I finished the master's, I auditioned and was accepted into the studio itself. Um, but yes, it's, you know, some amazing actors have been a part of the studio and still are, you know, Al Pacino. Harvey Keitel works there. Um, I saw Faye Dunaway one day when I was working. Um, Faye Dunaway, he's such an iconic actress. Um, Bradley Cooper is a member. Um, yeah.
0: Tell us how you incorporate method acting into the character that you're playing in Seven Captiva Road.
1: Yeah, well, my character is quite fun, actually. She's a bit of an antagonist. She's, um, you might think she's a bit unsympathetic. She, she gets people's back up. She's very punchy. Um, and I guess as a method actor, what I try to do is look at why is she behaving like this? So we all know, you know, sometimes people are, you know, very difficult to deal with. And then you find out it's because something terrible happened to them earlier in the day, or they're they're dealing with some difficult problem and it's kind of coming out in their behavior. And I think that's kind of, as method actors, how we think about the character. What is it that has eventuated in this behaviour? Um, so my job is to try to find her sympathetic, even though, you know, on when, when you watch her, you probably won't think she's sympathetic. <laughs> she's Yeah, she's a bit of a troublemaker. Yeah.
0: And tell us about their relationship with some of the other characters. Like, what's the most complex relationship that she's got to deal with and who is it with?
1: Well, I mean I think she has a very vexed relationship with her sister in the play. So the the grandmother of the play is dying and then the grandmother's children, um, Olivia, Gabrielle, my character, and Barbara have all come back to the to the family home to kind of pay their respects. And then a few of their adult children have come as well. But Gabrielle is the youngest of the three sisters, um, and she and Olivia grew up together. Um, in a house that was pretty dysfunctional. And rather than them banding together in this dysfunctional sort of setting, it kind of forced them apart. And I think my character has always felt like she's really not seen by her older sister. Um, she, she's kind of blamed for things that she doesn't think are her fault um, in terms of the family history, you know. And I think on for her part, her older sister, Olivia, thinks that my character, you know, thinks she's better than everybody else and kind of was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, like always gets all these advantages because she's the youngest child. And to me, it it sort of rings very true. I think sibling relationships can be, you know, of course, wonderful and um, really nourishing, but they can also be very complicated. And sometimes things that are very old will still inform the way that we deal with our family in the present moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to dive into with that character. And method acting sounds like it takes you on some unexpected twists and turns with the way the characters interact with each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, like, I would certainly try to truthfully live through the moments that the character experiences in the play. And if that means that you are screaming at somebody and calling them terrible names, <laughs> I'm trying to really do that, you know, really affect the other person rather than just performing it. Um, so it's it's interesting because I think like the method is considered of a very American technique. And traditionally they would say the Americans think of acting as coming, we, we would approach the character from the inside out and so look at the psychology and then look at the physicality and the, this is to generalise, the English approach. We would be looking at the outside in, so uh, the physicality and how that leads leads to the psychology, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it was a big adventure.
0: Well, it sounds like a wonderful play. The world premiere of Seven Captiva Roads at Chapel Off Chapel from the 21st of February to the 3rd of March. It's presented by the Anthropocene Play Company, Bronwyn Coleman. Always great to chat with you on 3CR. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. The wonderful
1: Bronwyn Coleman there. 3CR In Your Face would like to thank Thorn Harbour Health for their sponsorship of this program. Thorn Harbour Health envisions a future where our LGBTIQ plus communities and people living with HIV are healthy and live safely with dignity and well-being. To find out more, search for Thorn Harbour Health online.